Welcome to the Content Magazine Podcast. Conversations with Silicon Valley's creatives. I'm Daniel Garcia, your host and the cultivator of Content Magazine, published by SV Creates. Hello, this is Carrie. Today we talk to Carrie Adams-Hapner, the Director of Cultural Affairs for the City of San Jose. Hi, Carrie. This is Daniel. Welcome to the Content Podcast. Um, how are you doing with the sheltering in, working from home life? You know, it is our uh, new normal. It's, um, I, mean, I think I had a lot of insights about myself and about my work, but I will say it is um, a very busy time here over at my, my humble abode. <laughs> yeah. So I imagine your son is there with you, and so is your husband, right? You're all hunkered down. Yes, so my I have a son, Adam, who's 10 years old. Uh, he's in fourth grade, and so he is now homeschooling. He's at San Jose Unified, and so his, his class talks every day on a Zoom call at 11, and then he has his assignments that he has to get done. Yeah. on a daily basis and then throughout the week. So it's really been a, a interesting exercise in, you know, taking initiative of your daily schedule yeah. at a time <laughs> when kids are so used to being so structured. Yeah. Um, and then my husband, he he works in the financial industry. He works for TechCU, which is a credit union, yeah. and he manages the direct and indirect lending. So he's actually in the office for half a day, half a day. And oh. so we're, we're kind of like trading off, you know, I tend to be more hands-on in the morning and then in the afternoon, my days are filled with Zooming and podcasting and um, <laughs> Trelloing and all these new <laughs> slacking and all these right. new platforms I've learned in the last two weeks. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we're, all, we're all learning and adapting, but we're, we're hanging in there. Thank you. Yeah, well, good. That's good. Yeah, I really wanted to talk to you because, um, you know, you're kind of in an interesting... Well, why don't you first say who you are and what you do, and then I'll ask you my my thought-provoking question. <laughs> well, well, thanks. Well, first, you know, I just want to say thank you. I just, you know, you're just such a great leader in the city of San Jose in our, in our area, and it's just always... Um, it's always so nice to connect with you. Well, thank you. So uh, my name is Carrie Adams Hacker, and I'm the Director of Cultural Affairs for the City of San Jose. That's what I do in my, my work professional life. Um, I'm also a Deputy Director of Economic Development, and I've been with the City of San Jose for about 12 years now. I'm a native of San Jose. I was born here, raised here, and then I moved away to Southern California for two decades. I was in the L.A. County area and then move back for this work um i've just taken on a new job though during COVID 19 oh really and i am now the yes it's a new emergency operations center assignment okay so i am now the nonprofit local assistance task force unit lead okay and so what does that mean yeah so what that means is essentially, so the Emergency Operations Center, when it gets activated, whether it's, you know, a flood or an earthquake or a pandemic, um, you organize a new whole new structure within the city organization. And it kind of takes this super structure, kind of takes 
it, it creates its own, almost like a paramilitary-like organization, right? Yeah, so yeah. now I have a whole new reporting structure. Okay. And because as city employees, you know, we're basically all public servants. So we are being redeployed to be emergency responders. So yeah. there's a lot of people that are coming together to perform new responsibilities and new roles um, okay. during this time. Okay. And so, and because this pandemic is so unique and different, it has a whole different type of uh, community need and economic injury that we need to be responsive to. So this is the first time that we've created this type of structure within the EOC, which I'm heading up, which is really essentially how do we help serve our nonprofits. Mm-hmm. And our nonprofits being everything from arts and culture to social service agencies. I mean, there's a whole range of the different types of nonprofits that serve this community that provide really critical services. So we want to ensure our goal within this work is to make sure that they're, re- they're resilient and sustainable so that when we get through the end of this, you know, crisis, that we're all able to be sustainable. Yeah. And survive. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, that's what I've been, so I've been doing it. So it's been a busy time over here. So it's kind of like a startup. I'm in a, yeah. a emergency response startup mode. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. And that was, I really wanted to talk to you about because you're in charge of the office of cultural affairs. And I was just really kind of curious in the role of government with the arts and culture, um, you know, what, what did this pandemic and kind of like the shutdown mean for you in your position? So uh, what would that be? Is that I, obviously it's part, they've changed your role a little bit during this time, but from your, your office of cultural affairs director hat, what would you say yeah. you're thinking about or acting upon? Yeah, thank you for asking a couple of different things come to mind. You know, first and foremost, you know, our arts and culture sector is really what I would describe as being on the front lines of um, this crisis. I mean, they were amongst the nonprofits that were first impacted. Yeah. And it became, that was because of the county health department's orders around the cancellation of mass gatherings. Yeah. And it started at a, a thousand, and then you know it quickly went down to a hundred, and now it's you know I think it's ten. And mm-hmm. so immediately, you know, we had major organizations that could not do their performances. And yes, theaters. actually, even Cinequest was going on at that time and had to postpone their second week, right? That's right. So yeah. halfway through their major film festival that brings people from all over the world. Um, filmmakers, creatives, film lovers, yeah. um, they had to cancel. And, you know, and that, that was what they had to do. I mean, that was the, that was the publicly responsible thing to do. And so we recognized that there were a lot of difficult actions that had to be taken in order to, you know, quote unquote, bend that curve. And so immediately, organizations that are reliant on earned revenue through ticket sales or things like that, you know, they had to cancel. Um, And then the concurrent 
with that, you know, the city of San Jose's partner, Team San Jose, manages the convention center and four of our cultural facilities, four of our theaters, including yeah. the Civic Auditorium and the California Theater and the Center for the Performing Arts. They uh, experienced, you know, such significant cancellation. Yeah. You know, Facebook, worldwide, um, Apple, annual worldwide developers conference. So, so yeah. among so many more. But the impact on Team San Jose and our hotels and our downtown businesses, which in turn impacts um, revenues in terms of the transient occupancy tax, yeah. which funds city services that are vital, but also funds the arts. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a very difficult, challenging time that uh, we're really going to have to rally around and to, to support each other yeah. getting through this. Yeah. Are there any things that uh, you were involved in kind of more on the immediate um, aspect from the Office of Cultural Affairs in helping some of the um, arts orgs particularly? Yes. So right now we're... Um, our, our team is working with our grantees, our current existing portfolio grantees, to ask them, you know, how are you being impacted? Does this change the, um, the scope of your work to what's been funded already? Yeah. Um, do you need to cancel? Do you need to postpone? Did you, do, did you spend a lot of time planning events? Did you spend all your time, you know, paying staff to plan an event that no longer is going to be happening? Yeah. And if so, how can we help, you know, amend your agreement, amend your contract to support you in a very flexible, adaptive manner so that, you know, you can be, you know, supported financially. Um, The other thing that I I just want to add, because this is really why I do my work, this is what motivates me about the power of the arts, is... You know, the arts are going to be so vital to our recovery. Yeah. Because they talk about the human story. They talk about bringing us together. Um, and, and it, or the power of bringing us together, right? And so, you know, that's going to be so critically important to how we heal and yeah. how we recover. So I just want to really say that, you know, it's the intrinsic power of the arts that um, we must embrace at this time. Yeah. Even I was even thinking, too, um, and maybe you know off the top of your head, but maybe don't, or maybe rough estimate, but even um, the the economic engine that arts and performing arts brings to San Jose, do you happen to know, like, what's the impact from, you know, all that, that what it generates for the growth of the city? Do you know by any chance? So we actually, I do know it, and I'm going to pull it up. Um, we actually partner with Silicon Valley Creates and yes. Americans for the Arts um, every five years on a study called Arts and Economic Prosperity. Yeah. And essentially it, it uh, does what you just described, and it does a calculation, and it's conservative calculation, of what is the... Um, economic impact of the nonprofit arts sector okay. in San Jose. And I want to, the reason why I keep saying it's um, 
I'm pulling it up as we're speaking. Yeah, no it's conservative. It's because it doesn't take into consideration the economic impact of. Um, so, for example, it doesn't take into consideration the economic impact of artists, right? Yeah. Or arts, arts-based businesses. But essentially, every five years we do this, and I'm pulling it up, and it's. Can't find it. Yeah, sorry, I kind of cut you off guard. But as you were talking, I was just, <laughs> I was just thinking in terms of people. Want to be accurate, yeah, but it, it's somewhere around two hundred million um, dollars annually. Yeah, that's the thing. I think the people that were listening, impact. yeah, that may not realize the importance. Not only you know our, that arts pray, play in the health of an individual, but also what it brings to uh, our culture and our city. And if you think about that, if you take away um, even the symphony, the opera, the ballet, uh, the stage, the city lights, you know, in, uh, Children's Discovery Museum, the ripples that go on through even what that means for people who come down to a restaurant before they go see a show or before they see a concert in the park or dance in the park or make music day, you know, the way that they're being out in public affects the rest of the economy and all the people that are working to put on those events as well as just, um, you know, the the extra uh, expenses or what do you call it? Extra, what do you call it? The way they spend their money when they're out enjoying those things. I don't think exactly. people... Exactly, the expenditures. Yeah. There's the direct and indirect spending. Exactly, yes. And um, it's actually, as you were talking, I pulled up, it's 191 million dollars annually and this is from a couple years ago so we're going to be doing this again in a year to update this and also the nonprofit art sector supports about 4300 jobs yeah yeah so i I call this work and that's why i'm a deputy director of economic development while i'm the director of cultural affairs because we really recognize you know that that economic piece and that's you know, going to be really part of this story, you know, as we're working through this pandemic. But um, I look at my work as being at this really interesting nexus of cultural development, meaning arts and culture, and all those different disciplines, community development, which is about how do you bring people together? How do you tell that human story? How are you fostering cross-cultural understanding, and then economic development, and how are you helping to promote a vital cycle of economic success, right? So people are more prosperous, and they have more money to reinvest back into, you know, quality of life. So it's it's a really interesting, um, you know, connection of these different, like, concentric circles when I when I think about it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so with this new uh, kind of position or the, the restructuring for during the pandemic and other things and sheltering at home and all that, what's something that you've kind of learned kind of about yourself? What's something that's kind of been, you've experienced that kind of like has taught you something fresh in this last few weeks? Thank you for that. Um, a couple of different thoughts. I mean, one, I saw my mom like um, maybe a week and a half ago, and I didn't tell her this, but it was what was so hard for me about it 
because she doesn't, we don't live in the same household. I just yeah. wanted to give her a huge hug and I couldn't, yeah. uh, you know, it was kind of heartbreaking. Um, but also I think self-forgiveness is important. Yeah. I think nobody has all the answers. We're all kind of, I've been using this phrase a lot, building the plane as we're flying it too. Yeah. Uh, I think also for me, I'm talking about this other concept that I learned during the Great Recession, and it's a word called VUCA, right? You have these VUCA moments. How do you how do you spell that? VUCA is an acronym, and it stands for volatility, uncertainty, chaos, and ambiguity. Okay. <laughs> and that kind of defines, you know, where we are right now because people are scared. People don't know long, don't know how long this is going to last. They don't know, you know, how they're going to be able to feed their families. Yeah. Or and to go on and on, you know, or goodness, you know, God forbid somebody gets, gets ill. And so there's a, just a lot of, it's a very much a VUCA moment. Yeah. And so, you know, I was thinking, you know, how do you step into that, right? Yeah. How do you kind of be be strong, know what to do, see the place and step into it without fear? And also, you know, having the, um, the ability or the, the you know, luxury of time to think everything through. Yeah. And so, you know, those are kind of some of the things we're working on right now in the, the emergency operations team is that, you know, we're working very quickly and want to be, you know, responders. I think so many people across this community are doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, like you, like you yourself, Daniel, you're like, hey, what, you know, what can I do to serve and how do I bring people together and tell these stories in a different way? Yeah. So, you know, it's like you, like you stepped into that in this time of Buka. <laughs> yeah. So then um, go through it. So that's interesting. So it was vulnerability, right? Uncertainty? Yes. Vul- vulnerability, uncertainty, chaos, chaos, and ambiguity. Ambiguity. Which those are so interesting because those are very much counter to what, right? Everybody kind of almost seeks in their life to get the opposite of all those things, right? Right. right? You want security. Right. You want, um, yeah, yeah. Control. Control. You want to know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and what I love about the arts is, you know, what the arts teach us, and this is the power of the arts, is having a tolerance for ambiguity. Yeah. And you don't really know maybe what something means. Yeah, or it can have multiple meanings. So I think arts people maybe, you know, or people that have had arts training or artists um, or have, you know, experiences in arts education, maybe they can appreciate that and, you know, step into those spaces of unknown with some degree of confidence that they're going to they're gonna walk through them. Yeah, that's what I always say. I think that um, the thing that I notice about artists is that they all seem to have a, a very curious nature you know so i think that that's you know they're okay with having vulnerability they're okay to have uncertainty and even chaos and adaptability or what was that the a adapt because um 
you know, they're trying to figure out what, how does this work or what is this or what does this mean? And I think that that kind of places them in the VUCA vortex. <laughs> Google vortex. I'm gonna borrow that. Okay. Yeah, the A stands for um, ambiguity. Ambiguity. Okay. But in the but in the VUCA vortex, you have to have adaptability. Yeah. 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 And that's you I know like and this. and you know that and of course that that's where we see the growth in life, right? Is when we have those moments yeah. that reach us beyond to what we think we can be, and then we're stretched to be beyond you know what we thought we could be and grow more so yeah that's cool that's good um what are you looking forward to um you know kind of uh the next couple weeks uh and then kind of after that what's some of the things that you're looking forward to um so for the next couple weeks i'm looking forward to you know helping my community I am looking forward to maybe watching some James Bond films with my son. <laughs> okay. Or maybe doing some more pillow fights with him. <laughs> so those, by the way, if anybody's listening, I highly encourage pillow fights during this time. It helps blow off a lot of steam. Um, and I'm also just, if I don't know if I'm going to have any spare time, but what I was planning to do was do some writing. Yeah. Um, on some of my more academic work, but um, if I don't get to that during this time, I'm it's okay. But I, I am anticipating we're going to have a lot of really interesting new work from artists and creatives and writers and dancers um, when we get out of this. Yeah, yeah. You attend a lot of events in your role, right? Um, yes. So this might be a different kind of season for you, right? <laughs> yes, yes, it is a different season. It's interesting. Um, what also I've noticed is working from home. Yeah. You tend, you know, I work a lot, you know, probably like all of us. and um, But I usually go into my workplace. And when I work from home, I notice I don't have my boundaries are way more blurred. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, I just, you know, I kind of wake up, work, maybe, you know, eat and then do something and then work some more and I'm working until, you know, late at night. Yeah. And so that's one thing I've noticed that, you know, I'm not out at events. I am definitely filling up my time in a different way. Yeah. Um, but I think... Um, yeah, I'm really missing seeing, you know, my friends yeah. and my colleagues and the people I admire. And it's fun because I this morning um, I got an invitation to have a Zoom a happy hour. And I haven't done that before. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, fun. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Let's see if I can carve out a little space and say hello and have some FaceTime with my right. friends. I would like to, that would be, that would be fun to do that, except for, um, I don't really make mixed drinks very well, so I just have to be having straight whiskey and, <laughs> or vodka. <laughs> so I don't know if it's really be productive. <laughs> you know what? I think, just bring the happiness part. Right. You know, you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's cool. Great. Awesome. Well, good. Thank you very much, uh, Carrie, and uh, yeah, best to you and your family, and thank you for what you do for our city. All right, cool. Oh, thank you. Thanks for reaching out, Daniel. Have a great day. You too. Thank you very much. Bye. All right, bye-bye. 
In addition to Content Magazine, SV Creates provides opportunities for artists to have resources and training. So from time to time, we'll be checking in with Alyssa, who is a part of SV Creates, and she will be giving us uh, some of the updates of what's going on with resources. Hi, Alyssa. How are you doing? Hi, Daniel. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Alyssa, the program manager with SV Creates. I help with capacity building. Um, we offer workshops, leadership programs, and grant opportunities. And while we're sheltering in place, I wanted to let you know that SV Creates is advocating to help make sure there are resources available for artists and arts groups in the various emergency relief funds and efforts underway in our state, local region, and nation. We partner with Californians for the Arts, Americans for the Arts, and others. And if you're not a member of Californians for the Arts and you want to join, they have lots of great uh, regular updates. Um, and follow our social media as opportunities arise. Thank you, Alyssa. Yeah, you, so you can follow us at svcreates.org is our website, or svcreates on Instagram. Cool, Alyssa, thank you. I'm excited about doing this feature uh, each time in our podcast. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Daniel. Talk to you there. Thank you for listening to the Content Magazine podcast. Please follow us on social media at Content Mag and subscribe by going to our website, content-magazine.com. This episode's music is Muddy Water from Socorro's 2020 release, Coming Home Soon. You can find Socorro on Spotify. Spotify.